2: Welcome to Go Green Radio, brought to you by Covanta Energy. Reduce, reuse, recycle, rethink renewable energy and energy from waste. This program will help start you thinking about how to protect our world and its important resources. Now here's the host for Go Green Radio, Jill Buck.
1: Welcome to Go Green Radio, everybody. I'm so excited about this episode of Go Green Radio. We have Canadian, American, Israeli, Palestinian, and Jordanian mayors making history this week in Chicago at a summit put together by the University of Illinois-Chicago called Water After Borders. And they've just signed an historic treaty um, to do some sister waters partnerships that will be facilitated by two tremendous organizations. Uh, one is EcoPeace Middle East. We're going to hear from them in a moment. And the other is Great Lakes and St. Louis. Lawrence Cities Initiatives, and we're going to be talking with the mayors who signed this treaty. We're going to be talking with the organizations facilitating this partnership, and I'm just thrilled to bring this to you all. Um, our first guest today is the mayor of the township of huron kinloss in Ontario, Canada, Mayor Toulon. You are the vice chair of the Great Lakes St. Lawrence Cities Initiative. Can you tell me a little bit about the city's initiative, who's involved, and some of the top issues on which you're working?
3: Sure. The, uh, the Great Lakes and St. Lawrence Cities initiative was formed about 12 years ago by former uh, Mayor Richard Daley of Chicago and the former Mayor David Miller of Toronto. So right now we have approximately 114 member cities from all across the region, from Duluth, Minnesota to Sept-Iles, Quebec, representing about 17 million residents uh, of the entire region. Uh, we have a number of, object- of objectives. Firstly, uh, we represent the voice of mayors on, on Great Lakes committees, such as the Great Lakes Water Quality Agreement by National Executive Committee, the Great Lakes Fisheries Commission, and the International Joint Commission Water Quality Board. So this gives the cities an influence on binational Great Lakes uh, dec- decision-making, which is uh, obviously very important. Uh, We respond to some of the specific threats in the Great Lakes, for example, everything from finding solutions to Asian carp entering the Great Lakes to countering the Coast Guard proposal to use them for live fire exercises to calling for a ban on the use of microplastics in personal care products. Mm -hmm. And uh, a very important thing that we do is uh, we share information and provide resources to our members on issues related to sustainable water management, like stormwater management and and climate adaptation.
1: That's fantastic. And, And how long has this city's initiative been in place, Mr. Mayor?
3: Approximately 12 years.
1: That's fantastic. I love the fact that local government is getting involved. You know, so many times when you look at a, a huge body of water like the Great Lakes, you think, well, that's probably all uh, a federal, national type of jurisdiction or the states around it. But I love the fact that you bring a local voice. Um, next, we're going to be talking to a representative from another organization that's helping to bring all of these mayors um, together, and that's EcoPeace. And this is an amazing organization. Time Magazine awarded... Um, this organization, the Time Magazine Environmental Heroes of 2008, they've received other numerous awards. And in 2013, this organization was named one of the top 100 NGOs in the world by the Global Journal. And I'd love to have our representatives from EcoPeace t- talk to our listeners about the organization, when it started, who's involved, and the mission of the organization.
4: Well, with pleasure, uh, I'm Munqid uh, Mihar from uh, Jordan. I'm the president of the organization and the Jordanian director. Uh, the organization is a regional organization in the Middle East. Uh, uh, who's involved? Uh, Jordan, uh, Palestine, and uh, Israel. Uh, We have offices in uh, each country, Bethlehem, Tel Aviv, and uh, in Amman. The organization started uh, back in uh, uh, 1994. That was the year of the negotiation of the peace treaty between Jordan and uh, Israel, and also with the Palestinian Authority and Israel at that time. Uh, We became uh, officially registered in 1995 and since then we've been working in the region uh, uh, heavily on uh, environment. Our mission is to be like, uh, started to be like a watchdog at that time because finally peace arriving the Middle East. We waited for that uh, moment a long time ago and we felt as environmentalists in the region that the eyes of the whole world, the investors, are uh, being directed to the Middle East now. So we thought that the region might be taken beyond its uh, carrying capacity environmentally and needed somebody to watch the investments coming. Mm-hmm. So uh, people uh, uh, interested in, env- in environment organizations they came together to establish this new uh, organization called Ecopeace. Um, we started to look at our shared, uh, ecosystems, uh, that is the Jordan River, the Dead Sea, the, uh, Araba Valley, the Gulf of Aqaba, and, uh, started to know exactly what kind of problems we are facing in these, mm-hmm. uh, eco, eco, uh, uh, and, and uh, ecosystems. Uh, soon we found out that we share the same problems in each country, and it is about time to work together to be mm-hmm. able to uh, overcome those problems and work towards the sustainability of the region for the new generations uh, to come.
1: That's fantastic. Oh, I, I love to hear what you're doing, and I'm going to be watching closely um, to see how things unfold after the signing of this agreement. Um that's, that's just a, an exciting proposition, what you're doing. Um, our next guest is Mayor Dickert from Racine, Wisconsin. Evidently, uh, Mayor Dickert, you have the best tasting water in America, which is pretty exciting. Uh, yes, I so we do. <laughs> um, so I'm going to I'm gonna have to visit one of these days and get some of that, that tasty water. But, you know, I know that there are a lot of things that the Great Lakes share in common with the Jordan River Valley. And one of those things is water diversion issues. You know, not so much happening in the Great Lakes, but there's a lot of pressure to export water in the Great Lakes. And I'm wondering um, what concerns you have about proposals to export water out of the Great Lakes.
5: Well, first of all, and thank you for uh, hosting this, I really appreciate it. You know, this is one of our greatest resources, not only in America, but we share this with our Canadian brothers and sisters, and we know that. And oftentimes when you see an influx of, uh, like right now we're at a higher uh, water level than we have been in the past because of the freeze over, and if the, the lake doesn't freeze over, oftentimes the, the water level will drop, and because of that fluctuation in the lake level, sometimes when it's at its high, people will say, "Well, why don't you divert it?" The Great Lakes is is one of our most incredible resources. We use it for obviously not only drinking but fishing, commercial, sport fishing, everything else, industry, recreation, but more importantly, uh, we use it um, for transport of our products and we're looking to do more of that. So to keep the Great Lakes at a consistent level is very important. Um, to simply say that we're going to transfer it out, we've heard as far as Arizona, people are looking for Great Lakes water. as <laughs> uh, not only goes against the Great Lakes Compact, which was an agreement put together by... Eight great lake states in ontario to make sure that legally people were not diverting water but it's because mother nature never intended the great lakes to go that far west and it's not prepared there's no return and that's the most important thing that we utilize in the compact if you're going to pull water out of the great lakes then you have to return it so we want to make sure that first of all we're attracting people and businesses to our, our region um, we may see a migration of industry and people back to this region uh, and that's what okay. Okay, we can prepare and absorb that, but um, to simply say that we're going to start transporting water out to different states and municipalities outside of that basin uh, really goes against everything that Mother Nature has done to create this fabulous uh, wealth of a resource that we have and one that we are spending every single day protecting.
1: Hmm. Thanks for that. And, and I know, you know, we have here in the U.S. the example of the Colorado River and how tapped that is right now. And I'm sure that you guys look to that as, you know, an example of what you don't want to have happen to the Great Lakes region. Our next guest comes to us, um, from Dear Allah, Jordan. He's the mayor there, Dr. Khalifa Al-Diyat. And, you know, your city, sir, is between the Sea of Galilee and the Dead Sea. And I'd like for you to talk to us about how water diversion upstream in the Jordan River has- has impacted your region.
5: Yeah.
6: Thank you. And uh, thank you, Go Green Radio, for hosting us. It's a critical question, and uh, this uh, is under argument, especially in Jordan and uh, Palestinian, between the, the citizens. Uh, the, the, the diversion of the upstream in the Dodo River has affected uh, uh, the region in, in, in three phases. The first phase is agriculture, which is uh, extremely uh, influenced, uh, and uh, people year by year are leaving their lands and stop cultivating it because of the less the, the, the water uh, that, that is available. Also, The river itself uh, is affected. It is not attractive as it was in the past because of uh, uh, this misuse uh, 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 and the diversion uh, taking place. So also, my region is uh, facing a water shortage, even um, the domestic usage as well as the usage for agri cultivation. So we we are now... uh, working in, uh, as a regional project to stop this diversion and to try to rehabilitate the Jordan uh, River, and uh, uh, I think uh, Jordan, Palestine, and Israel and uh, are uh, developing a master plan for the rehabilitation of the lower Jordan River to stop such uh, uh, divergence and to stop such uh, uh, misuse of, of the river and to uh, really uh, bring it back to life and to... Uh, 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 to to have uh, people uh, uh, to encourage people uh, uh continue cultivating mm-hmm. uh, cultivate
1: hmm Well, and I read that there are parts of the lower Jordan River that only flow at about two percent of what they used to yeah. flow at. So I know that that's that's a difficult situation. Our next guest is Mr. Ron Malho, and he is speaking on behalf of Mr. Yossi Vardi, who is the mayor of the Jordan Valley Regional Council in Israel. Uh, Mr. Malho, as the chief engineer of the Sea of Galilee Drainage Authority, which is an Israeli government authority. Tell us about how uh, the Jordan River rehabilitation efforts that you've been working on, how they pertain to water diversion issues.
7: Okay, hello. Um, the the rehabilitation of the Jordan River started, uh, well, the residents started to think about it 20 years ago, but uh, a big uh, effort and a progress uh, started uh, five years ago. Uh, when we put the, the master plan of the uh, the northern part of the uh, lower Jordan, it's, uh, it's the part that uh, both sides of the river are uh, in the state of Israel. So uh, three years ago, we, we started to collect uh, seeds uh, from the last refuges of uh, vegetation uh, uh, that left uh, uh, in the river, and also in the river uh, side. And um, after after that, we got uh, we collect uh, a very very small uh, budget of uh, money from the state, and um, and uh, we started uh, to clean the riverbed. and uh, also the Jordan River is. Uh, Kind of a canal. It was uh, had a big uh, 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 engineered efforts in the in the 1930s, and it was changed. So we we had to make uh, morphology uh, uh, efforts and uh, touristic efforts and ecologist efforts and and uh, at the last year we succeeded to move on on uh, 3 kilometers cleaning the riverbed and uh, doing all the things that we planned to and um, now we are uh, doing our efforts to collect uh, uh, more money to to treat all the 11 kilometers that inside Israel the thing mm-hmm. is those this uh, area is uh, only at the side of uh, Israel so we're dealing only on, on the technical issues, no politics, no nothing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can say that uh, the most uh, things that the people from the local are the, the leaders of this uh, plan. This is the most important thing. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's tremendous. And I'm glad to know there's so much collaboration going on. We're going to take a quick commercial break. But when we come back, folks, there's much more Go Green Radio right after this.
2: Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%?
1: Welcome back to Go Green Radio, everybody. So glad that you could join us. In case you're just tuning in, let me catch you up. We are talking with mayors who are attending a summit in Chicago called Water After Borders. And this summit is a historic event being hosted by the University of Illinois at Chicago, um, facilitated by two organizations that are doing tremendous work. The first is EcoPeace Middle East, and the second is Great Lakes and St. Lawrence Cities Initiative. And we're talking with mayors and representatives from these two organizations who have come together just today at this summit to sign an historic treaty um, to help them share information about how to protect the Jordan River and the Great Lakes and St. Lawrence Rivers so vital to each of their regions. Um, in this next segment, we're going to be talking about um, an issue that they all have in common, and that is water pollution. And I'd like to start first with Mayor Toulon. Um, you know, the great Great Lakes has so many tributaries, and they deposit all kinds of forms of pollution into the lakes. Talk to us about some of the ways that pollution enters the Great Lakes and ways that the city's initiative members are collaborating to address this issue.
3: So basically there's three major ways for the pollution to uh, enter the lakes and its tributaries. So you have point sources such as industrial or wastewater treatment plant outfalls, And then you have non-point sources, uh, which are more diffuse, such as uh, stormwater runoff from urban or agricultural land. And now the third source uh, is is atmospheric deposition. So it's it's also quite significant. So it's obviously a a concern for the the Great Lakes and St. Lawrence City Initiative as well. So... But uh, the the initiatives, member cities have invested enormously to clean up the water returned to the lakes with new treatment uh, methods with more green infrastructure to retain uh, storm water and the source, etc. And, of course, there remains a challenge to manage storm water during, of course, extreme rain events, which uh, seem to be happening more and more frequent these days. So now... What we're doing about it is uh, the city's initiative is working with the city of Gary, Indiana on a protocol to prepare for extreme weather and to protect critical infrastructure and and natural areas from extreme weather. So, And and with that uh, protocol, we hope to expand that to uh, other cities uh, after we've uh, come up with some ideas. So that's very important for the rest of our members
1: hmm That's terrific. And I'm sure that, you know, even, you know, I live in California. We're always dealing with stormwater runoff as well. So, if you guys come up with some great best practices, I'm sure that there'll be other areas that'll want to look to what you're doing. I'm sure um,
3: we'll be more than happy to help
1: you. <laughs> send that, that information our way. You know, our next guest uh, is from our Middle East delegation. Nadir Khatib is from uh, EcoPeace Middle East, and he's going to be speaking on behalf of the mayor of Zubedit, um Palestine, um, and and who is also the head of the Solid Waste Joint Service Council of Jericho. My question for you, Nadir, is the Jordan River also has a lot of types of contaminants uh, that pollute the water. And I'd like for you to help our listeners understand some of the problems that you're facing with water pollution and ways that you're working with all of the neighboring countries to address this issue.
0: Yes, with uh, with the Jordan River, the biggest problem is the diversion of the fresh water, which has then been replaced by uh, sanitation, sewage disposal, you know, really because of the poor uh, infrastructure for sanitation in the Jordan Valley. So water can easily flow to the river or... Uh, through tankers who empty cesspits and dump the water in the nearby wadis and during the floods, all that pollution finds its way. Also the disposal of brackish water, uh, especially near the Sea of Galilee, diverted to the River Jordan. And not to forget the uh, Jordan Valley is an agricultural uh, area, so there is also lots of agricultural return flow which moves towards the Jordan River because it is the lowest point in that area. And this agricultural uh, return flow can be contaminated with pesticides and uh, uh, all the chemicals. And also, you know, the Jordan Valley is well-known near Beit area for the fish ponds. And those fish ponds are emptied twice every year. And uh, where the water of these ponds is discharged uh, directly uh, to the river. Uh, Of course, also the solid waste is a big problem. Uh, The leachate from the solid waste can find its way to the river and creating lots of pollution. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, not to forget, this is also a conflict area and it's a military area. And also there is pollution by mines. Uh, you know, drawn by floods to the river. So all Mm. kinds of pollution finds its way towards the river, unfortunately, uh, and it creates a bigger problem for everybody.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, you know, I love the fact that EcoPeace Middle East has a program called the Good Waters Program. And we have with us next Mrs. Yana Taleb, who is the Jordanian Deputy Director and Regional Good Water Neighbors Project Director for EcoPeace Middle East. Um, welcome to the show, Yana. And I'd love for you to talk to us about the Good Waters Program and how it addresses these water pollution issues.
8: Thank you very much. Uh, It's an honor to be here. Um, The Good Water Neighbors program started in 2001. it's about bringing communities together um, in Israel, Jordan, and Palestine that share water resources. So since 2001, we've managed to work in 25 communities, mainly focusing on the Dead Sea, Jordan River, uh, but also between, between the three countries, but also on the mountain and coastal aquifers shared between uh, Palestine and Israel. Uh, The program really works with all residents in the communities, uh, be it adults, youth, and the municipalities. We educate the residents in the communities on their water realities and the water-related challenges. Throughout the program, we managed to bring communities together that share water resources from the uh, three countries to discuss and identify environmental and water-related challenges, Um, to discuss, to identify priorities, um, and this is how all the communities we work in um, identify that the major problem is the pollution to our scarce water resources in the region. Um, we identify, uh, after uh, the pollution sources are identified, we put strategies and studies together to move forward on a regional level uh, to help solve all and eliminate all pollutions uh, from our water resources.
1: That's fantastic, Yana. I love hearing that. And you've been doing that since 2001, you said?
8: 2001, it started. Successfully Wonderful. still going on.
1: Wonderful. Well, you know, our next guest is Mayor LaPointe. He's the mayor of Salaberry de Valleyfield, Quebec. Welcome, Mr. Mayor.
9: Welcome. I'm happy to be part of this uh, forum on water.
1: Well, I'm happy to have you. You know, one of the biggest concerns about pollution in the Great Lakes and the St. Lawrence River region centers on the transportation of oil and gas by ship, train, we've got pipelines, um, you know, even under the St. Lawrence. Talk to us about how the city's initiative works to address this particular issue.
9: But first, let's say that almost all our cities, uh, being member of uh, of our group, or even those uh, not member, are being on built on on the lakes or on the Saint Lawrence. They have all the, our communities. They have port facilities, railroads, or pipelines that cross their territory. It is important that the municipal concerns are over safety and emergency response are addressed and that there is a good communication between municipalities and the energy and transportation sectors. The idea is not to oppose to transportation. The idea is to make sure that the transportation will be done properly in the right location and safely. We have, as an organization, as uh, the Great Lakes and St. Lawrence City Initiative, we have participated in pipeline hearings with the Canadian National Energy Board, written letters to President Obama and Prime Minister Harper, all to ensure that our voice is heard and that our responsibilities over our territory is respected. And uh, while since the creation of this organization, uh, we can realize that uh, our word is listened and uh, the our opinion is requested anytime uh, anytime there's a problem concerning the great lakes if we talk about the uh, transportation, if we talk about the uh, uh, any other problem that conductors in the on uh, the Great Lakes and Saint Lawrence, we have also requested more transparency and disclosure of materials between transported and more collaboration with responsible agencies on response protocols in case of accident. We are then proud to say that the most of our recommendation to the National Energy Board in their recent hearings on Enbridge lines, nine Mm -hmm. reversal were adopted then. So it's time for us to uh, share our experience with the uh, Middle East uh, people then.
1: Absolutely. It sounds like you've got some great information to share, and I'm sure there'll be even more coming in the future. Um, our next guest um, is going to be speaking on behalf of Syed Abu Hamar, who is the Secretary General of the Jordan Valley Authority in Jordan. Um, he is the chief negotiator for the Jordanian government over water issues. And um, our Representative Munketh, who spoke earlier uh, in the last segment on behalf of EcoPeace, um, this question goes to you on his behalf. What do you think... Think is the number one thing that needs to be done to address water pollution in the Jordan River.
4: No, I thank you very much for this question and a pleasure to answer it on behalf of uh, His Excellency Abu Hamur. In fact, I wish it can be uh, only one thing that we can do to uh, stop the pollution or bring back the river. It's it's a. Uh, A number of things, in fact, we need to do. The first one is the water reform in the whole region, since it's a region with a very scarcity of uh, water. So uh, dealing with the water inside the water economy of each country affects the uh, river directly. We've been uh, working on the river for the last six or seven years, and we understand the problems of the river and uh, where the river, the water been diverted. The river used to uh, bring about 1.3 billion cubic meters of water to the Dead Sea. Today, it's bringing only about hundred million and wow. polluted water. Uh, you know, uh, just to mention that it really broke my heart when I learned uh, about Lake uh, Erie and uh, how it came to uh, a uh, the tipping point in terms of pollution. Mm-hmm. Um, we grew up looking at the Great Lakes as the Great Lakes, you know, and, mm-hmm. and nothing nothing can pollute such a, a beautiful uh, uh, lakes on the map, even. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I think of the, uh, this is happening in America, and when I look at what's happening in the Middle East with all the conflict, I say, oh my God, we need a lot of work to, to be able to bring back our river. So
5: Absolutely. The,
4: the, the, uh, the reform of the water sector, the, to stop the diversion of the water, mm-hmm. very much related to the pollution, the sure. pollution created by the uh, dumping all kinds of uh, waste, uh, solid and liquid, mm-hmm. is the biggest problem we have. So the sanitation uh, in Palestine and Jordan mm-hmm. is a must if I want to rehabilitate that uh, river. Mm-hmm. But when I do the uh, uh, sanitation and I treat the uh, water in a proper uh, water treatment plant, I will be able to bring back that water that's been diverted.
5: Absolutely. So it's a
4: win-win mm-hmm. situation everywhere, really. But mm-hmm. I would say that the number one issue right now is sanitation for sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and I, I want to talk more about that in the next segment. We'll be talking about water treatment solutions. We're going to take a quick commercial break, but don't go away, folks. There's much more Go Green Radio right after this.
2: the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26 percent, 43 percent, or 14 percent? Surprise you. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now. one 86 And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's one 866 472 Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill
1: Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. So glad that you could all join us and so happy to have all of our guests on today today who are talking about a historic treaty that's just been signed um, at a summit called Water After Borders that's been hosted by the University of Illinois, Chicago, in Chicago itself. Um, and we are talking today with the some of the signatories of that treaty, some from the Great Lakes and St. Lawrence River region. And then we have a Middle East delegation um, from the Jordan River region. And so we're talking about some of the situations with water that they have in common. And the next segment, we're going to be talking about some issues um, concerning water treatment which is an issue for every water jurisdiction on the planet um, i'd like to start with you mayor dickert you know there are so many jurisdictions surrounding the great lakes all with varying types of water treatment facilities what are some of the ways that the city initiative is working to collaborate across these various jurisdictions to ensure clean water is delivered to all patrons of the great lakes region
5: well, you are right about the fact that each state of the United States and the provinces in Canada have their own drinking water requirements. And in the United States, the EPA oversees all of those states as well. And, and we have to operate within them. But um, as you said earlier, we're seen not only as the best tasting drinking water in the country, but one of the top 200 beaches in the world. But that takes a real commitment. And that's really what you have to do to, to protect the Great Lakes. One of the ways that we do that is we're working with our members on drinking water uh, to create a binational harmonized standard for response to the protocols that we saw for microcystins and toxins, the, the problems that they had in Toledo. And actually, Canada in one of the cities in Canada had the same problem. Uh, Toledo had to shut down their water for a couple of days to over 500,000 people because of this mm-hmm. test for this microcystin and the drinking water, which was dangerous to humans. So the experiences that we've learned in the cities, it's that we have to have clear guidance from our respective federal governments. And there have to be appropriate standards for things like microcystins. Uh, uh, the best way to describe the microsystems is that that gooey green water that you see in Lake Erie. Uh, there's, a, there's a really dangerous chemical that comes out of that. So we have to get a, a, a real standard for a positive test. That was the problem that Toledo had. Uh, and the US and EPA, the US EPA and Health Canada are working on a bi uh, national standard to see that we can get that by this summer. Uh, we need that passed in our federal government and the provincial governments in Canada, so that we all know that we're working under one uh, one uh, rate that we can work with and, and one uh, level that we know is consistent throughout.
1: Mm-hmm. That's that is no small undertaking I mean, when you consider that the Great Lakes region provides 20% of the fresh water in the world. I mean, you're talking about a lot of folks that, you know, you're trying to bring together. That's an amazing endeavor. Our our next guest comes from EcoPeace, um, our Middle East delegation. Talk to us about some of the geopolitical obstacles in your region that make water treatment difficult. And how specifically does EcoPeace work to overcome these obstacles?
10: So this is Gidon Brodberg, and I'm the Israeli co-director of ICAPS uh, from our Tel Aviv office. Um, the geopolitical obstacles are, are great, and it's particularly in the case um, uh, in Palestinian areas, and uh, uh, particularly Area C, as part of the uh, uh, interim agreements of the Israeli-Palestinian uh, peace process. Um, The West Bank was basically divided into areas A, B, and C, with the uh, largest areas being areas C. And in those areas, um, uh, there's uh, lots of permitting uh, that's that's required before any uh, wastewater treatment uh, facilities or any uh, water infrastructure at all can be built. uh, and therefore the, 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 there, there is great delay often and, and uh, donor, donor states that are trying to help uh, solve such issues uh, you know generally are deterred because of, of the delays in, in getting permitting through uh, either through the, the joint water committee, which is an, an Israeli and Palestinian joint committee and then after that, uh, by the Israeli military um, who also uh, uh, require uh, uh, permitting of any uh, water facility so so it, it's a delayed it's, a, it's actually a system that's failing both peoples because um, a lot of the uh, treatment plants are, are simply not being built as they need to be and the way that, that at Ecopiece we work to overcome this is we highlight the self-interest, we highlight the mutual gain of moving forward and, uh, and allowing these treatment plants uh, to be built because of course, failure to treat sewage uh, really impacts uh, the livelihoods, the water quality of both peoples, and you know, from a broader perspective, all three—Palestinian, um, mm-hmm. Israeli, and Jordanian—together. Because our water resources themselves are shared. So, uh, highlighting uh, the self-interest uh, uh, of each side to move forward sure. and to overcome. These uh, geopolitical obstacles, which are which are great and 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 Mm -hmm. can't be underestimated, um, has been a a successful uh, methodology, and uh, and we've helped Mm -hmm. uh, leverage uh, uh, funding for uh, very many of the uh, sewage treatment plants, and help move forward uh, uh, to create political will uh, Mm -hmm. to uh, allow these plants to be built.
1: Fantastic. I mean, you know, this is a very typical question that people want to know. What's in it for me? And if you can answer that question, you can persuade people to get get on board. And I think that's fantastic. Mayor LaPointe, um, besides being a mayor involved with the Great Lakes and St. Lawrence Cities Initiative, you have a background yourself in water treatment. I'd love for you to talk to us about the issue of nutrient loading and algal blooms in the Great Lakes and St. Lawrence, especially in light of the Toledo water crisis last summer.
9: But you know what happened in Toledo, it's happening uh, uh, every year in other states, in other cities, and even in, uh, in uh, different uh, Canadian provinces. Well, the city initiative is working hard to help finding solutions for this issue, technical solutions, so that we do not have any other situation like the one we uh, lived in Toledo we have been working with the us epa and health canada to ensure that they would come out with guidelines and acceptable concentra- uh, for acceptable concentration of microcystin in drinking water testing protocols and response protocols for many communities they do not have any solution, any uh, practice, any way to uh, take care of the problem and uh, and make sure that they can prevent the problem before it happens we are uh, partnering with local stakeholders all government uh, entities and the agriculture sector in three target areas actually thames river watershed in ontario western lake area basin uh, sagina river and uh, bay uh, to get immediate reductions in phosphorus loadings on the lakes uh, which is the main culprit uh, in algae blooms? As my colleague uh, Mayor Tulin said, cities have done a lot to clean up their to clean up their wastewater effluent. But we are also looking at adding more green infrastructure to control storm water run runoff. Well, most of the problem is coming from uh, the storm water runoff or uh, mm-hmm. agricultural water runoff. So we have to take care of those things. B patient and be efficient.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, I'd like to ask um, our representative who was speaking on behalf of Mayor Jeremy from Palestine. Of course, he is the deputy head of the Solid Waste Joint Service Council of Jericho, as I mentioned previously. What are some of the strategies you recommend for keeping solid waste out of the water supply?
0: initiators uh, for the creation of the solid waste management council in the jordan valley and uh, we've been advocating that you know to adopt uh, a strategy based on minimizing waste at source to promote reuse recycling and composting and even to consider waste to energy because waste can create energy so uh, not be dealt as a waste and uh, to achieve this also we uh, initiate awareness programs targeting youth, women, adults, highlighting the pollution risks uh, of uh, poor sanitation uh, to health and to water, and help the decision makers uh, to adopt those uh, strategies. And EcoPeace has been very active uh, in advocating for funding uh, to invest in the uh, infrastructure, mainly for sewage collection, treatment, and reuse of uh, the sewage. And on top of that, uh, we are Working to create a regional Jordan River Commission that will bring all riparian countries on board to cooperate together as equal partners and uh, to invest together to rehabilitate the Jordan River and save the Dead Sea and achieve a win win goal and save our uh, environment and definitely the Jordan River on top of those priorities.
1: Wonderful. Uh, I'd like for uh, Mr. Um, Ron Malho, who is speaking on behalf of Mr. Yossi Vardy, who's the mayor of the Jordan Valley Regional Council in Israel, to speak on this. What do you think, and um, what does Mr. Vardy think, is the most important thing that can be done in the next five years to improve the water treatment facilities around the Jordan River?
7: Okay, thank you. First of all, I think uh, the most important thing that uh, we have to pull out all the sludge from the last uh, six to seven decades that uh, all the wastewater uh, live on the riverbed. I think uh, also the, the wastewater is uh, still, still uh, the, the Jordan River is still a wastewater canal and it has to be stopped. Uh, we are thinking about building of, of the natural river habitat and the rehabilitation of the river. Uh, also, we have to think about the, the desalination plants to treat all the brackish water that come inside the get inside the, the river right in these days. Mm-hmm. Secondly, uh, the the state of Israel decided to allocate 30 million cubic meters per year uh, to the river and we are waiting for it still and we are looking for the sustainability of it it's mm-hmm. very important the sustainability uh, third we want to make uh, to build together with the uh, Jordanian the park of uh, the peace park of uh, Na'arim which is uh, which is drought in these days and it's uh it can be a, a peace park for uh, between israel and the kingdom of jordan for and to it, it's a point that can, people can be together and to meet from the those two sides of the border and uh like a, and like an open park
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you. That would be wonderful. I mean, you know, the Jordan River has such historic significance to so many people. And and so I think everyone who's listening will join me in rooting for you um, in this, this undertaking. We've got to take a quick break. But when we come back, we'll have more Go Green Radio. So don't go away, folks. There's more right after this.
2: the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling voiceamerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26 percent, 43 percent, or 14 percent? surprise you. Ask the experts, call toll-free right now 1-866-472-5787 Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host Jill Buck.
1: Welcome back to Go Green Radio. In the final segment hit that we have here today, talking about the Water After Border Summit that's been hosted this week by the University of Illinois, Chicago. I'd like to ask Mayor Dickert, um, from your perspective and as the chair of St. Lawrence um, River uh, Cities Initiative, what are your goals and objectives for this summit this week?
5: Well, as always, when mayors get together, we talk about collaboration. Uh, You know, we have a lot to learn from the Jordan uh, River mayors about water conservation and techniques. And, you know, here, especially in this Chicago-Milwaukee region, we have a lot to do with industries and filtration, technology, water management. So really, it's a sharing of best practices with the Jordanian mayors, uh, as well as experience of talking about, you know, the cities and the region importance as a stakeholder. I mean, when you think about it, as we do with our Canadian brothers and sisters, there's a lot of co- cross-boundary water management and government uh, governance issues that you have to talk through. And we're here to, to not only talk about how we can all do that collaboratively, even across the ocean, but the best practices that we can share with each other that will help make our regions better. Uh, we have a lot to offer because we specialize in this in this region, but we have a lot of water to work with. But as our mayors from across the ocean have seen, we also have our share of our problems. So it's really about getting together, talking, figuring out best practices, and working together to create this invaluable resource of water that we can use for all of our people.
1: Well, congratulations on making history this week. I'm so excited to watch how this uh, unfolds. Uh, Our final guest today is Mr. Gidon Bromberg, a representative from EcoPeace Middle East. For you, sir, and for the delegation you represent, what are your goals and objectives for the summit?
10: So firstly, uh, we're so delighted uh, to partner and, and, and to sign this uh, memorandum of cooperation with uh, the uh, in, you know, Cities initiatives uh, here in the Great Lakes and, and St. Lawrence River because the whole history is a bottom-up effort of mayors, Canadian and American, coming together to make sure that their voice is heard via, vis-a-vis their national governments and their, uh, and, uh, and their federal governments. Well, in our case, um, we see Israel Israeli, Palestinian, Jordanian mayors of the Jordan Valley coming together really ahead of the show um, when, at at the national level, our governments have failed and and they haven't come together. So, um, uh, we have here a, a lot of learning and experience from the Canadian and American mayors. Um, as to how to effectively um, impact decision-making at the national and at the uh, federal level that our local mayors are trying to do because our local mayors are truly committed to rehabilitate uh, the Jordan River. And, and, And I think... We're talking here about the Jordan River, and the Jordan River doesn't just belong to Israelis and Palestinians and Jordanians. It belongs to half of humanity. And, you know, we're well aware that that residents um, uh, throughout the Great Lakes and St. Lawrence uh, uh, river uh, uh, basin also identified I grew up with stories um uh, you know related either in Christianity or Islam or Judaism to the Jordan River so um uh, you know we we're excited that, that um beyond the sharing of experience which is critical um uh, that, that there's there's a real commitment here globally um to work together to solve these critical water issues be they you know Water rich part of the world such as here in, uh, in North America or a water scarce part of the world, the, the Middle East, that the commons are, that the problems are common but the solutions mm-hmm. are also common and that we can learn from each other and we can really help create a solidarity uh, for a better world together.
1: I love it. I absolutely love it. And we're going to be following your progress as this partnership moves forward. I know that the University of Illinois-Chicago has a new think tank um, on water policy and diplomacy, the Freshwater Lab, and they are going to be working with you all throughout, and I'm excited to see that. For our listeners who want to check out more, um, you can go to waterafterborders.org. Folks, we're going to be here same time, same place next week with more Go Green Radio. Until then, have a wonderful a week and do something in your life to go green.